Hey everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting here in my studio with comedian, actor, host, New York Times bestselling author, stadium handbag mogul. <laughs> Please put your hands together for Sarah Colonna. Hello. I love a round of applause. You know, yeah. it's really nice. Thank you. You didn't Thanks know we had that. a tiny excited group of people <laughs> who live in the studio they clap when i introduce the guests and then they disappear that's it's my perfect. favorite thing about this yes so this is your fourth time on the show yes which i didn't realize i knew i i knew you were on the show when i was at the studio i knew you were on the show at my other house but i guess you were you had come back twice then i thought it was my third time to be honest with you yeah so. no it's the there's a forgotten episode. There's, There's a an forgotten episode, episode that really didn't stick out in our memory, I guess. Well, it was either really amazing or mm. um or it wasn't. It was a dud. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. Um no, there was there was that lost episode and here you are. And Fourth we have time stuff is an I extra know. Term. That's right. We have stuff to catch up on. Yes. Um but first, I must say hello to Tony Thaxton. Hi. Hi, Tony. Do you know, hi. Do you know how many times I've been on the show? I mean, hundreds. That seems like a cop out of an answer. But, <laughs> well, you know. oh, do you want like 843? I yeah. thought it, I, this whole time, Tony, I thought it was 842. <laughs> Turns out it was 843. There's a yeah. couple of lost episodes <laughs> among this group at the table. Okay. Thank so um, I need to just come clean with it. I have been on edge and in an agitated mood. This week, and I don't know why. And Tony said that he also has not been at his best. How have you been? I've been pretty agitated. What is going on? I That's a good question because I, well, actually I was saying this to Tony when uh, you were out for a second, but I do feel like people today mm -hmm. are sort of calling it quits for the rest of the month as far as work and whatnot. Right. This happens in Los Angeles. I don't know if it happens in every other state. I think, I mean, Los Angeles is a state. <laughs> right. I get it. But you guys know what I mean. Yes. Um, that everything just kind of shuts down mm -hmm. here. Cause For the my holidays. Yeah, yeah, we went out, my husband and I went out to lunch and we noticed just a lot of people mm -hmm. out. Like at, not at their jobs. Yeah, at the time when they normally. So I, so I felt a little bit more at ease today, almost like, oh, it's just like fuck it time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I had been agitated the week mm. leading up. So I don't really know what that is, but maybe, hmm. I, maybe, maybe my fuck itness is that emotionally I'm ready to say fuck it, but my life won't allow me to. That could be it. I mean, it just seems like a real cop out to be like i'm in a bad mood because i had to get up early yesterday and do a bunch of stuff and today and do a bunch of stuff I, it's got to be deeper it, maybe it's like a post thanksgiving thing mine is a little bit of lack of sleep mm -hmm. i'll be 100 percent honest i am uh i'm in the middle of like sweating at night for okay. out of nowhere and that is like a perimenopause thing right? I, I think so but it just started mm -hmm. and it also just started when we got a new comforter so i've been trying to blame the comforter right. for two solid weeks and my husband keeps saying well i'm not hot and but i thought well maybe it's my the why material. is he being such an asshole i know why are you why are you doing <laughs> right. this so i do and i thought i had like a good 10 years to go based yeah. on my parent mom. my mom and everyone and other people in my family but so i think that might be mm. 
I know, too sweating at night and putting a fan on and then having your husband toss and turn because yeah. he thinks the fan is too loud. He's being very sympathetic, by the way. But <laughs> just saying, I think that could put one on edge. You know, so I sleep with a heating pad. It's like my teddy bear. Okay. Um, not not really. I also have a bear. <laughs> no, I I just feel, it just like. It started as a cramps thing. And then I was like, this is the like most snugly warmest thing to have this heated thing on me. So I pretty much year round have it on me. And then sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'm just like, this is so gross. But I don't know if that's what a night sweat is. Like, oh my God, I am so sweaty. Like my whole, it feels like from my like neck to mid thigh is just like, just soaked. But you're wearing a heating pad. Yeah. And I will see. So I've always thought it was that. <laughs> okay. Like I just fell asleep and didn't realize that I was getting really, really, really hot. But now that you're mentioning the night sweats thing, I'm wondering what if that's what's happening? It could it could also be that. I think you have to take away the heating pad first. Mm, never. To, to do a little. <laughs> yeah. To do it. Because I had to take off the comforter the other night to do a test. And then Tur- did, did it. No, it was okay. definitely not the comforter. <laughs> Damn it. Um, also, I do have two cats and they tend to sleep on me, which are like heating pads. Yeah. So I have a lot of things to blame. Right. But this, it's just a, it's a very different. What is it like? Like what's the sweat like? Is it like soaked? No, it's it's almost like waking up like clammy and a little sweaty Mm -hmm. a couple times a night. It's only been happening for probably 10 days. So it's new. So I'm just really trying to – at first I thought, oh, it's because I – because Thanksgiving – that makes sense. Yeah. You know, the sweats <laughs> the, after Thanksgiving. The, yeah. Doesn't the everyone get sweats. that? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm slowly having to realize it's probably just hormones. Yeah. Yeah. And see, I feel I feel PMSy, so that's what I want to think it is. Tony, how how are you doing? <laughs> how are uh, your hormones? Hormones are all right. The uh yeah, I guess the closest thing I have is my dog that turns into a boulder in red <laughs> and likes to snuggle, but which is cute but very annoying. Now when you say boulder like how? Like he, he is like a dead weight? Yeah, he like really knows how to just make himself dead weight. And mm. he does not cooperate when you're trying to move him. I see. And he's got some beef to him, as you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hard to move. Oh, yeah. Listeners, are you also feeling agitated and or <laughs> sweating in your bed? Let us know. Yeah, I'm really working on a theory. This is like a post-thanks, just like your sweat theory. It's like a post-Thanksgiving thing. Because like Thanksgiving, we got, you know, just a touch of holiday and a touch of like, ah, and then now we got to be back at the grind. Yeah. I don't have a grind set. And and then next week. What goes on next week? I don't know. Isn't it soon Christmas? Yeah. (laughs) Soon we can pretend that nothing's, we don't have to do anything. We have two whole weeks and then it's Christmas on Monday, right, Tony? It is on a Monday. Yeah. Yeah, Two weeks and then Christmas. But sort of next week, people really start tapping out, right? Yeah. I think so. I mean, not people with real jobs, I yeah. guess, because when I say real job, I just mean like a nine to five, things mm-hmm. that are open, right? things that can't just be like, oh, fuck it. It's yeah. it's Tuesday. I'm going to shut down. Exactly. But yeah. Um, so maybe you'll feel better after that. I'm, I'm really going to blame the heating pad. I think a heating pad's nice, but I'm not sure that you should sleep with one. No. If I'm going to need one of your cats. Yeah. I'm happy to deliver Which one? one? To Ralphie. Okay. You can have Ralphie. What's the story with Ralphie? He's real. He's a good cat. He's a really, he's very confident though. He just mm. is like, 
he's good with anybody. Uh-huh. Whereas the other one's a little scared of oh. people. Oh, you, she, oh, you think she'd be afraid of me? She was afraid of me still. Okay. And we've had her for a year. What's so, her name? Cindy Lou. Oh, that's cute. They have Christmas themed names because my husband oh, is yes. very obsessed with Christmas. So, right. Yeah. So she's a little more skittish. Mm. Still kind of, I don't know. We got her out of a shelter, but she's just not like him. He, I found him outside and he will just do whatever, walk up to anybody. He's just the most like I love that yeah so he would he'd have no problem he'd come right over if I were a cat I would want to be like him I'm not but and I have shared this before my friend Yami who played bass in my band is like the most confident charming person who she will chat with with a stranger in an elevator she will chat with the person who's checking her out at the grocery store and she goes around making people's day brighter I think it's and it's not like flirtatious, but it's almost like flirting with people, you know. Yeah. She just like takes an interest in people and is, can talk to anyone. She's Ralphie. That's how I imagine he would be. She is. Um, yeah, that's exactly how he is. And I would, I so badly want to be that person, but I am just not. Like, I'll be in line at the grocery store and I'll be thinking, like, I could just say this to that person, and then we, you know. But I'm not going to. <laughs> no, no, I'm the same way. Yeah. A lot of keeping to myself. Yes, I don't like when people talk to me when I'm sitting. I do a mm-hmm. lot of alone travel because, um, like doing stand up. If I'm, I, I go out to dinner by myself before a show or lunch on the day of right. whatever it is. I do a lot of solo travel, and so because of that. I do that by myself at home as well. Mm-hmm. And the minute someone tries to strike up conversation yeah. with me. I, it's the worst. Right. It is my, it's like kryptonite. I can't take it. What do you do? How do you handle it? I try, I try to just, uh, I do a lot of looking down at my phone, even though I'm not looking at anything. And then just kind of looking over, nodding my head, Mm -hmm. but looking right back. Right. And then just trying to hope for, to deter. Most people get it, but there's a lot of people that don't. Yeah. Read signals well. Tony, do you have the Greg Heller, I don't feel like talking drop? I'm sorry. I don't feel like having a conversation right now. That's what I need to do. Yeah, it's my friend who actually says that sometimes to people. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that because then it can't be, oh, I'm on my iPad or, oh, I'm trying to watch this thing. And then being like, oh, but don't you want to talk? You just go, oh, I don't want to yeah. talk to you right now. Right. I don't want to have a conversation. Yes. I like that. I think, but but because now I'm like, wait a minute. Is she spreading joy? What if she's talking to people that don't want to talk to her? She's she's nimble, though. She knows. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not like a protract. It's more of just a like, she'll make you feel good about your sweater. <laughs> she'll make you feel great about your <laughs> lipstick, you know? I don't know. Um, okay. Are you my podcast? Yes. This is your runaway hit podcast. <laughs> T- tell me about it. Well, we started it. Actually, my f- a friend of mine, she's a comedian. She lives in uh, Philadelphia. Her name's Mary. And we started it during COVID because she, you know, we didn't have anything to do. <laughs> and she said, oh, we should do a Lifetime movie podcast because mm-hmm. we both watch these ridiculous Lifetime movies. And it started that way. But then we also watch, we both watch this Married at First Sight, which is a reality show. It's a huge train wreck. <laughs> and so we started covering that. And then it became that, oh, a lot of people happened to watch that show. And there weren't, I guess, a ton of podcasts doing it. And maybe there are more now. But we we definitely took off on doing that mm-hmm. uh, season to season, and they have a couple seasons a year with a little break in between. And when the break's on, we just talk nonsense and dumb topics. But it's been really fun. It's a it's 
well, you know how it is with the podcast. There's so much homework involved mm. in just a, in doing a podcast and having guests, and mm-hmm. and so the homework of watching this show and which taking is something notes, that you enjoy anyway. I do though. enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, it's weird because I'm like, oh, I don't enjoy it as much when I have to take the notes and mm-hmm. think about what I'm going to say, but then I enjoy talking about it afterwards because yeah. I do love watching, you know. The show, so it's kind of fun. Do you know Watch What Crappens? Yeah, Do you know those guys. Do you watch Bravo shows? I watch some. I don't. I've never been a Housewives yeah fan, but I like Below Deck. Yes, and um, Summer House mm-hmm. and some of those shows. So, but those guys are funny. Yeah, but I think that they come out five times a week, and I think they they watch so many Bravo shows. Like they, they do them all. I think. Yeah, and I imagine them, but maybe because they said this, like I imagine them sitting there on their computers, just like very intricate notes about everything yeah and having to that's a lot to have to prepare and watch right so i don't have that kind of commitment in me i can can commit to one show yeah (laughs) so married at first sight maths in your episode descriptions Mm -hmm. i don't think i've ever seen it can you explain what the i mean obviously like i get what it's probably about based on the title yeah it's so there's experts quote unquote and they interview a ton of people and they go different cities every season and they pair people to get married truly at first sight never seen each other before first time at the altar and then they live together that's where they meet each other at the altar they meet at the altar (laughs) why am i doing anything other than watching this show i'm telling you it's very fascinating and it's um and they and then they follow them for eight weeks and then at the end of the eight weeks, they have to make a decision if they're going to get married or get a divorce, as the experts. Say. Aren't they already married? Yes, but they, sorry, stay married oh, or get a divorce. Yeah, so they have a, they can get unmarried. Uh, annul, I guess it would be an annulment at that point, right? I, they always say it's a divorce. They okay. say it's a legally binding marriage that it is a divorce. Uh-huh. I don't know how true that part yeah. is because it does sound like it would just be an annulment, right. but they are in a legally binding marriage from the beginning. Um, who are these experts? Are they like matchmakers? They are. and Well, no, not really. One, his name is Pastor Cal. And then another one is this woman, Dr. Pepper, who I'm obsessed Dr. with. Dr. Pepper? She's like four feet tall. <laughs> yeah, and her name is Dr. Pepper. Oh my God. And Tony, she, yes. why are we not watching this show? I'm telling you, I'm selling it. And also, yeah. like, how do I not know? How, why have I not seen a thousand gifts of Dr. Pepper? <laughs> is this a nickname or is that like No, it's actually, her name. Dr. Like she's Pepper, a doctor. Dr. Pepper Schwartz is her name. Yeah. And she is, um, she was it's too good. I think she was some something in psychology, something like that, somewhere maybe at the University of Washington. I need because, to see a picture of this. Yeah, she's person. adorable, actually. <laughs> Terrible matchmaker, but adorable. So... They, uh, yeah, they're, they've been on it, I think, since the beginning, those two. It's 17 seasons in this show. Dr. Pepper Schwartz height yeah. is something that came up like right away. And I said four oh. feet. I know she's taller than that. Let me see. Let me, uh, I didn't click on that, um, but I'm just saying people want to know. Like it auto filled the search. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. She's um she's very entertaining. Actually, yeah. Tony, could you find this? Yeah, because <laughs> I I don't have my glasses on. I cannot see. Um, okay. And then in one episode, do they cover multiple couples? Yeah, there's usually five couples that get married, mm-hmm. and then they follow you follow all of them, so you see their weddings. It's a very long season. So there's about twenty three episodes. Do any per of them season. stay together? Well, they have in the past, mm-hmm. and lately it's not – their record hasn't been very good. Seems like I, – I think with any reality show, people start be- 
coming on it for very different aware reasons. The whole very, season five real world situation. Exactly. Las Vegas it's, real world. Yes. It's a hundred percent that. And even if I don't know, I would never do a reality show just to be married, to, to be married to someone to be, uh, to get on TV, mm-hmm. knowing that I had to live with that stranger danger for eight months <laughs> or eight weeks. I, that sounds awful to me. Yeah. Like there's other ways. Wait, don't they vet them to make sure they're not like dangerous? I think, and you got, yeah. yeah. And there's cameras in right. the apartments and stuff, mm-hmm. but they vet them. But then I don't know. There yeah. these people still turn out. They've had a few really kind of nightmarish, really people. I mean, nothing like abusive yeah. or violent or anything, but people that have been real shits. Mm. So more shitty men or shitty women. Honestly, it's kind of down the middle, but this season in particular, the men seem to suck. Okay, yeah. Do you feel like as a viewer, you can tell who's going to last and who's not going to? I always think I can, and then three episodes in, it just completely changes. I think when people become more aware of cameras, Mm -hmm. they either start to act worse or better, depending, and that seems to be what happens more recently, in the more recent seasons. So you would never do a reality show or you would never do this reality show? I don't think I would ever do any. I was actually, they, I watch Big Brother, mostly because of my husband got me watching it and he's watched it from the beginning. So I've only watched the past, I don't know, handful of years. But because I watch it and tweet about it, whatever, I was asked if I would do the celebrity version. And my agent, knowing that I was, that I watch it, she's like, oh God, we have to run this by Sarah. And I said, fuck no. Really? Are you crazy? I don't live in a house with 10 people that I don't, I would be in debt. You know, have you ever seen that show? I, I'm embarrassed to say I haven't. No, don't be. Be embarrassed to say you have. <laughs> okay. Be embarrassed to say you've watched too many seasons of it, okay. like I have. Um, like, does it, is it on TV or is it on a computer? This, no, it's on NBC. I, there's some or show CBS. That, CBS. But is there, can you also go on, is there an online component to it? Is it like yes. an iCarly situation? Yes. There's, you can watch the live feeds, which oh. I'm very proud to say I've never done. But okay. they have. That's what I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah, the show is on a couple times a week. I think maybe even three. When it's in season, mm-hmm. and then they have you can go watch the live feeds, and I know people literally just watch them all day, right? Like they're your Sims, yeah. Are but they go. Are there challenges? There's a lot of contests and challenges, okay. and they're always insane. It's always I always think to myself, how high were the writers when they came up with this <laughs> weird competition and random things? But that I just couldn't. I can't live with strangers mm-hmm. in a house and they have this room that they go into called the diary room where they kind of decompress or talk about their day or whatever mm-hmm. and i was like i would be the person that went in there and just cried <laughs> and said i need to go home yeah. and i would be the butt of everyone's jokes mm-hmm. so i couldn't i just don't think i can handle anything like that were you tempted at all or were you just like no no not even a little bit okay i can i just i can't imagine being in a house with 10 strangers was anyone trying to talk you into it like your agent or your husband no no, yeah, no, got it. Yeah, Next. John was like, "Yeah, you would embarrass my husband." He was like, "Yeah, you'd embarrass yourself. You would, <laughs> you would, you know, either go off on someone or right. just fucking roll your eyes at everybody too much or something. It wouldn't go well." For Who you. were the cel- celebrities on that season? Do you know? I don't remember to be honest. Okay, yeah. Because what if they weren't strangers? What if they're people you had grown up watching on TV? Well, I've seen some people like my Ross Matthews did it. Oh yeah, yeah. And How was, was it for him? It was. He loved it, and he was a big fan of the show, and he mm-hmm. loved it, and he. He, but he's just more personable than I am. <laughs> I'm just more of an yeah, asshole who right. thinks I don't think I could. Um, Send your cat. 
Yeah, yeah. I can live with cats and I can live with my husband. That's about it. <laughs> Tony, do we have a height on Dr. Pepper Schwartz? Uh, I do not have anything definitive okay. because I'm no exaggeration. All of the top results say something different. Okay. So oh, that's so weird. Anywhere between four foot eight and five foot two is what I'm seeing. That's pretty. I'm going for wee. it. Okay. Yeah. She sits down in a chair on her little legs swing. You know, it's real cute. She sounds so, adorable. She is. Yeah. I mean, she's also just like, a professional with a degree and I just call her adorable. She'd probably punch me in the face, but Please, I feel like in the face. Yeah. Well, she couldn't get elbow, up there. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, I feel like she's trading on her adorableness. This is the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. So I don't think you need to feel bad. Uh, Tony, <clears throat> yeah. could you also find out which season of big brother celebrity, big brother, were they asking you on? Was it recent? It was, um, Four years ago, maybe. Could you find out the cast of the four years ago one? Because I need to know. Probably four is my is my yeah. best estimation because it was before COVID for sure. Um, so was uh, Kato Kalin one of them? Uh, well, I didn't know who was going to be on it when they asked me. So, and I honestly don't know if, if they were for sure going to put me on it or right. if it was just feeling me out. But either way, I just said no, thank you. Mm-hmm. I just want to know, but you know, I know Kato a, was on it uh, on the season. Yeah, let's hear who's on the Kato yeah. season. Oh, I'm I'm not sure. I realized what it, what came up was it looks like it's just a list of like everybody that's done mm. it. Um, I'm trying to find that season, but okay, I'm not having luck yet. Let us know when you find it. Um, your husband John yes. Ryan, former Seahawks player, yes, former right, yes. Yeah. Now does he is he still playing football? He just retired last year in uh October, November of last year. Okay. Um he started after he was finished with the Seahawks, he played there ten years, started with Green Bay for a couple too. So and then he went back to the Canadian Football League for the past four years. Mm-hmm. Um and then he retired last fall as in Edmonton is where he was playing at the time. Mm-hmm. He just decided I thought we were going to have to pry that football out of his cold, dead hands, but he decided, okay, it's time to. What made him decide? Quit. I think this, I think guys just kind of know. I mean, he was mm-hmm. having a great season, so I think he could have kept going, but I also think at some point, um, I mean, he's only 42, but. Well, it, how long do they usually play? Honestly, the average career, and I'm not necessarily spitting facts, but just ones that he's given me, and I think I've read, <laughs> yeah. the average career in the NFL is only three years. Okay. Um, oh, he was in there for a long time. Yeah, and obviously, certain people play longer. Kickers, and he's a he was a punter, so mm-hmm. people in that position because they don't get hurt as much, mm-hmm. so they can play longer. Um, yeah, most people retire by like thirty ish. Yeah, they yeah. do. It's crazy. It's crazy. The 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 span of a career in that. Um, I mean, even guys that I know when John was back with the Seahawks, that he played with a couple years. Then they have to go out and get jobs after that and, you know, re-ingratiate themselves into the real world, right. which has got to be really weird once you have already played, yeah. you know, professional football. Um, if they're good with their money, they probably don't have to. Who knows? But it's right. just a very strange business. So how has that been? Because I know that when you came on before, you were talking about how um, you were saying we were talking about like you were saying that you guys just don't fight. Um, yeah. But you also like almost live separately at that point. Yeah. Um, I'm not asking if you fight now. I don't think you do. But no, I'm asking like, what's it like having him around all the time? It is different. I mean, that was 
the main thing is, like you said, we I when I met him, he was on the Seahawks. I was always traveling, and then I would just see him part of the year. And even after we got married, he was still playing there. Mm-hmm. So I would just go there part time, and I would be here part time. Um, and then I think the first time we actually spent almost an entire year actually in the same house was COVID. Because he was at that point, he was playing in the Canadian Football League, and they didn't do their season mm. um, in 2020 because they don't have the the TV revenue that the NFL did to go on without fans. Right. So um, he was home, I was home, and I was like, "Oh shit, what's this gonna be like?" And it actually for us, it was great because we didn't get to have that experience mm-hmm. before. I am definitely a, a little bit more. He's very good on his own. I'm more of. Uh, need my alone time mm-hmm. if that makes sense your diary we're, room yeah we're both exactly <laughs> i need to go cry in my diary room please get out so he uh i think because we both lived by ourselves for so long before we got married we're both very cautious of each other's space mm-hmm. and that was helpful so mostly if he would see sort of i don't know my right eye twitch when he would walk into the room <laughs> he'd be like i think i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna go upstairs and watch tv for a while and mm-hmm. i'd say that sounds great Please do that. So we kind of worked that out well. And not to sound cheesy, but we just are really good buddies Mm -hmm. on top of it. I don't want to say buddies because that doesn't sound like a good, but you know what I mean? mean, Like we are really close. We enjoy each other's company. We enjoy each other's company. So that helps a lot. It helps make that part easier and that transition easier. And he isn't, he's fulfilled as far as. I think a lot of times when people retire Mm -hmm. from football, they don't necessarily feel that they got to do everything they wanted to do. Um, And I, and because their careers can be so short. So for him, I think he got to do everything he wanted. Wow. Um, He probably would have liked to have played longer in the NFL, even if he could, but it it just, it is what it is. Once you get a certain age, they replace you with the next guy coming up and just how it works. Traded to the Canadian League? No, no. So he was, when he was with the Seahawks, it was his 10th season. I guess they wouldn't make that kind of trade, right? No, no. no. And they um they drafted a punter and... Did they warn him this was going to happen? Well, it was, honestly, it was a little bit shitty because we didn't feel that they were as upfront about mm-hmm. it. They were kind of, I just, they really liked him yeah. and he was really good friends with the GM, still is. Right. Um, and, and Pete Carroll, like they all got along great. So I think all of them felt an extra layer of this sucks mm-hmm. that they normally feel. And, and I mean, I know that's a hard job too, but this guy, Michael Dixon, who's a great punter, um, he was, he was being drafted and, you know, they didn't want to pass up on him because yeah. he would be kind of their next 10 year guy probably. Right. So John totally understood that part of it. Um, I think that they just kind of danced around it a little bit and maybe they could have been more direct right. in my opinion. John might say different, but, uh, and then he kind of had to train the guy because they, they, he, they kept him yeah. even though they knew they drafted this guy. And I was like, they, if you're going to draft a punter, you're definitely right. going to keep that punter. You're not going to waste a draft pick. So John's out, but they didn't end up releasing him until right at the end of the preseason. So they kind of hung on to mm-hmm. him. And did he, he kind of know know that he, he did, a, but yeah. he's he's super classy and just wanted to be a professional. He right. was like, I'll teach him what I know and I'll work with him and I'm going to show up to all the preseason games the way I have to and should. Yeah. But the the problem with that is when they drag it out like that, then he didn't really have a chance to go to another team that season. 
I see. So uh, he ended up going to the Bills right after that, but mm-hmm. that didn't work out. And then and then he was like, well, I'm, I'm not done playing football, so I'm going to go to Canada because he didn't get signed anywhere else in the NFL. So he went there and played four years and had a blast. God. He's Canadian, so it was kind of his... Imagine Homecoming. loving doing anything that involves moving your body that much. <laughs> I know. Seriously. I was like, I'm or you could just football. Wow. I know. And also just completely stays on like his workout and all yeah. that stuff still. Is oh, yeah. Probably even in better that. shape where I think I'd just be like, I just unbutton my pants and yeah. let it fly <laughs> at that point. If I didn't right. have to, you know, weigh in anymore and yeah. worry about muscle mass and all that, I would just be like, fuck this. I'm going to have so a nice he's life. Still really active. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. 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 Do you go to a gym or do you guys have like a home gym? We actually got a really good home gym during mm-hmm. COVID because he had to have all, all, all the, like, we had to get a squat rack and all that kind of stuff that I would I never imagine in my is. own home. Yeah. Oh, is that one of those like things with the weights? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so he, we had a couple small things just for, and then we ended up just getting everything and we have a space above our garage and we turned it in there and now actually i never thought i'd like working out home i love Mm -hmm. it oh that's great yeah you just walk upstairs and then you're just and when you're done you're done you don't have to drive anywhere and right it's not people Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know how i feel about people yeah it sounds like you're not that into them (laughs) it sounds like i'm an asshole is what it sounds like it sounds like you like them when you're on stage and they're in the audience and they've paid i love that yes (laughs) and i love to meet them after yeah and I like people at yeah at parties and friends. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> right. It sounds like you just don't like the like the people that you run into at the mall. That's it. I don't know. I'm not putting down mall people. I'm just talking about you no, know just, crowds, just crowds. crowds. Uh, um, I love a crowd at a stadium. I love a crowd mm-hmm. at a game, a concert. But get, put me in an airport and I am just like the huffing and puffing. I'm with you. Just I want to smack people in the back of the head, that kind of lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not pleasant. I think I get it. Um, now, this is your husband's favorite time of year. Yes. Yeah. Big Christmas guy. Yeah. Yeah. He we have five Christmas trees up. Do you have a favorite? Um, you know, there's our living room has three, which seems very excessive. And it's not as if we have a giant living Mm -hmm. room, but they're spaced out well. And there are one sort of in the corner by our TV that he, they all have their own different decorations. And that one, yeah. And that one is my favorite because it's gold and red Mm -hmm. and it kind of looks like a department store tree, Uh which for some reason I just love. And so... I think that one's my favorite. What what are the themes of the trees? Well, they're just one has only Tiffany ornaments that he's collected over the years. He one collects has, Tiffany ornaments. Oh my god, that's so sweet. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what a Tiffany ornament looks like. I don't. I didn't really either until I saw them all on mm. a tree, <laughs> and now I'm worried that the cats are going to knock them down. But yeah, uh, and then the one's red and gold, and then the other one has, um, I think, red and white ornaments. Mm-hmm. And then in our bedroom is a christmas tree a bedroom tree what's that one it's just got ornaments yeah i guess mm-hmm. it doesn't really have quite a theme to it but okay. then he has a little mini tree with his favorite soccer team right next to the bed which that's is so a, cute yeah swansea it's a uk team and so there's a lot of tree, and there's even one in our gym so a lot of trees so but he does trees. it all oh that's right yeah, yeah. there are six <laughs> he does it all i am not allowed to help and it's really nice because it's so comfortable. I never decorated for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Arkansas. When I moved out here, I would always go home for Christmas. So even when I would attempt to maybe put 
a stocking up in my sad apartment. It would just look sad. And I'd be like, I'm not even here for Christmas. What do yeah. I care? I just don't decorate. Right. So when I met him and saw how much he loved to decorate and go all out, I thought, oh my God, how am I going to, I'm just going to mess it up because I'm yeah. not good at this. And he was like, oh, oh no, you're not going to help. I don't, <laughs> please don't touch my stuff, basically. That and was so perfect. I even, we have a storage unit for everything because there's not enough Oh, a special, mm-hmm. is it just for Christmas just stuff? Just for Christmas stuff. <sighs> yeah. And that. so he was going to pick the stuff up, up out of storage after Thanksgiving. And I said, do you want me to, to go with you and help? And he said, no, you're just going to take up a seat <laughs> where I could put another box. <laughs> Tree, of, yeah. yeah. And I, okay. So I love that. I just sit there and enjoy it. Yeah. It's really nice. <laughs> that does sound really Now, what I remember seeing a lot of Instagram stories about the garbage cans. Yeah. What's that? What, what, what was the situation with that? I just, I have a real issue with having to take the garbage out now that I'm married. It's oh, very, yeah. yeah it's, no, we don't do that. No. We, we, we wives don't uh, do that. No, as feminist as I can pretend to be, yeah. I have a real fucking problem with mm-hmm. having to do anything. And I, uh, so whenever he's away on trash day, I uh, okay. make videos and I send them to him about how bad my life is. So now, <laughs> because though, I had to drag the, the, the bins to the curb, which is like, Five minute job, maybe, and mm-hmm. I act like it takes all day. But you have to, you know, brave the elements, oh. and then you um, got to put him back. Yeah. So now, though, do you not have to do that now that he's back? Well, sometimes he's still out of town. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he leaves town. Yeah. And um, he has a lot of. He does keep himself busy with some businesses and stuff too. So, yeah, I try. I I, I always suggest like, don't you want to leave on Thursday instead of Wednesday? <laughs> Tony, what's the division of trash labor in your house? Uh, well, we don't even have to take the bins to the road because our annoying old man neighbor behind us kind of does it for for us and then the apartments behind us, yeah. Oh, see, that's nice. But you have to walk the trash to the bin. Yes, but it's, that part is super easy. Like our, our basically it's like on the other side of the wall, basically from where our trash can is to where the bins are. And you're just just taking the trash out. You don't have to pull the bin. Yeah. That's the work. But would you say that, (laughs) would you say that you and Flo equally do this? Mm, I'd probably do it slightly more, but mm-hmm. she does it a fair amount. Yeah. Okay. I right think now she does, just you wait. Well, that's what I was used to because I lived in a, when I lived by myself, I lived in a condo and it was, I didn't even have to ever do it. It was like yeah. split up between my other two neighbors. I had, I don't know what my job was. Maybe they didn't give me one for a reason, <laughs> but I never ever, I never had to do it. So then when we moved into a house and I was like, wait, you have to do this stuff yeah. on your own. And John said, no, I'll do it. And then... <laughs> And then and he, then he shirked his duty. Out of the air. Yeah, it's he real promised. Wrong. It's not right. He didn't stand by his word. The old man that takes the trash bins uh-huh. to the street, like our garbage goes on Wednesday, and he wheels those trash cans out to the street at like 10 a.m. on Tuesday. I'm like, why are you taking them out so early? Yeah, now he's <laughs> every single it, week. Yeah, drives me crazy. He's gonna make it full of dog poop. Because mm-hmm. someone's going to throw it in. And yep. now you got to walk your buns all the way to the thing yeah. to throw out trash. That's when it's annoying. Yeah. yeah. But I also understand why he does that. Okay. As a lady who's now had to do it herself. And mm-hmm. I mean, you don't understand because you haven't had to do it. Okay. <laughs> um, you you just, the minute it hits you to do it, you just want to get it over Oh, with, yeah. Okay. You're like, I'm going to go do it. It's head in the morning. That way it's not hanging over my head all day. Yeah. This duty that I truly think takes hours that doesn't. But that's why he does it. <laughs> I'm on team your neighbor. Don't defend this guy. <laughs> um, can we talk about sad stuff for a little bit? Oh, yeah. We both lost our dads. Yeah. 
and yours was july it was okay it was july i thought yeah mine was uh end of june so same wait end of june this year Mm -hmm. it's so i don't know if you've had this experience i feel like time has gotten all confusing since he died like i feel like that's a function of grief maybe i agree with that 100 percent. i didn't realize it was yeah so my dad was july 12th when was june 28th okay Mm -hmm. how are you doing so it's so 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 close in time it's awful it's truly terrible. Mm-hmm. And and maybe that's why we're agitated yeah. now that I'm thinking well, about you it. You know what? I And see, I because for- it's also giving me like brain fog a little bit. I forgot that I had already decided that where the last time I felt agitated. It was like, is this some manifestation of grief? I think it can be. I think it can be. I mean, I, I'll be very honest. And mm-hmm. I, w- for the first um, three weeks, I really depended on Xanax. Um, I spoke to my doctor because I was like, I can't handle talking to, I mean, I already sound like I can't handle people, but I was just anytime I was in a crowd, I would get very anxious or if, uh, even having friends, Mm -hmm. we had a little 4th of July thing with only my closest friends. And even then I, I I didn't cancel it because I thought it'll be nice to have everyone over. But even then I just felt overwhelmed and she was like, you should, I'm going to give you Xanax and you should take that and you should not worry about taking it for Mm -hmm. the first, you know, I don't want you and and she was correct. I mm-hmm. needed it for a specific amount of time, um, probably a couple times a week, not daily even. Right. And and um, even when the next time I saw her to refill it, she was like, "Oh, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> you, it's been a while. Like you yeah, didn't, you know, right, right. But right. it helped. Um, and I think our m- the hardest part for me was probably Thanksgiving because my yes. dad had a really big tradition on Thanksgiving. He lives in Palm Desert. Um, so my stepmom is still there and, mm. and she and I are close and luckily have a very good relationship. So uh, they were married 27 years. Mm. So we definitely um, are trying to be there for her too because obviously her daily life right. is so thrown into chaos. Um, but on Thanksgiving, my dad was in charge of hosting Marines at the country club mm. on, on the golf course where they live because they live by 29 Palms, which is a Marine base. And it was like his big thing that he led. So we continued it. And this year it, it went off great again, but without oh. him. But it was just such his pride. Yeah. So I think that thanks. I mean, I, I know Christmas will be hard, too, just because mm-hmm. I always, you know, talk to I didn't spend it with him, right. but obviously talk to him and. Um, but Thanksgiving I spent with him and, and that stuff. So that was probably my hardest. Was that yeah. hard for you? Yeah. Um, we would go down to my, my parents, my mom was down there, but it's funny. Yesterday I was, my son had a dentist appointment and, you know, she said, Oh, are you, you know, are you going to sp- spend the holidays in town? Are you going to go away? And I said, Well, my parents, I mean, my mom lives down in Orange County. Like I still, you know, just those little tiny things. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they lived down in Orange County and we would always go down there for Thanksgiving. Uh, and um, this year, my mom, my sister and my sister's family went to Las Vegas because my dad loved Las Vegas. And I think they I think everyone's thought was let's be in a different location to not be reminded so much, you know, Um we were going to go to Vegas. We, for a number of reasons, didn't. Um, I was excited about, like, let's have Thanksgiving here. We've never hosted it at our house. Um, we'll use our Christmas china, and which my mother-in-law bought me and is new, and I'm excited about it. I've never had Christmas plates before, so it's a big deal. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, Very exciting. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and 
And my dad's, what would have been his 90th birthday was two days after Thanksgiving. So I expected that would be the day that was really hard. But for some reason, Thanksgiving was just like, I was so keenly aware of him not being alive anymore. Even though it, like, I thought somehow since I'm not at their house and I'm not, you know, it's like a, this is my family and we're here. Um, I wouldn't feel it so much, but it was like very intense. It is. And it's, I think it's also, I mean, it's the person that is, you've never known Thanksgiving without them. Right. Whether or not you spent that it with them yeah. or you didn't, doesn't really come into play. Even at that, it's always like, someone had mentioned that to me and, um, and they just were like, it's like losing the sun and the moon because you've never had yeah. your life without either of those things. And I was like, oh, fuck. That's <laughs> Yeah, deep and sad, but also accurate. I I think the reason it was so surprising though is because I've spent a lot of the times like there was the in, you know initial grief and just like I can't like I had been sort of I had been worried about my dad dying for a long time, um, and I had talked about it in therapy and I mean there was like this anticipatory grief kind of thing. it was still a surprise when he died but like he hadn't been doing well for the last year. Um, so I have spent a lot of time walking around going like, I can't believe the sun fell out of the sky and here I am. I'm still recording my podcast. I'm still taking care of my children. I'm still taking a shower. I'm like, I'm still functioning. Like, oh my God, like I am truly an adult because I am okay. Like, am I okay? I'm actually okay. This all sounds like crazy, but at the same time, I understand. You know what I mean? Like I'm surprised that I'm okay. But but then on except for on that day, I mean, I don't mean to say I'm doing great every other day and that day was bad. But so given that I am surprised how OK I am, I was surprised at how not OK I was on that day. Yeah, I think it makes sense, though. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I obviously think everyone has their own process with it, no matter what. And also what certain holidays mean to you or what um, your relationship was and, or wasn't and all those different things. But yeah, for me, I think I felt uh, sometimes guilt too for feeling okay. And then Mm -hmm. knowing, Oh God, my stepmom's not okay. She's coming home to an empty house Mm -hmm. and I'm not moving on, but in some ways wondering if I was, and I probably have been a, a slower pace than some of my friends with that, that I know have lost their dads. Not that they were just, laughing and carrying on the next <laughs> right. day but i just feel uh ours was a little sudden and mm-hmm. sort of infuriating at some in some points because it was um he wasn't treated mm. when he should have been so i have a similar thing yeah there's a lot of um angst and sort of anger i have anger yeah. yeah how old was your dad 75 oh, 74 same. actually yeah yeah that's like it's too young yeah what do you it, you, I, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. No, it's okay. But what happened? So he had liver cancer and um, he had a stroke last year around this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, I think it was October last year. And they did a full body scan after his stroke um, that had turned out it came from a heart valve that he had had replaced. So anyway, they do a full body scan. They find a spot on his liver and... They said they needed to obviously see what that is. They were like, okay. And then his doctor said, uh, it might be blood vessels, could be a shadow, could be something else. They end up telling him that it is a, a small tumor, mm-hmm. but that they don't 
that liver cancer is so rare to start there um, that it that has to have come from somewhere else. And they're not, they were like, we're not worried about this. We're not worried about this at all. We can zap it. This is in like March of this year. We can zap it. We just need to find out where else it's coming from. It had to have come from, probably came from your colon while he was up on his colonoscopy. Well, they give him another one, mm-hmm. endoscopy, everything. They put him through everything. They yeah. can't find cancer anywhere else. Finally, in May, um, they said, maybe it is primary liver cancer, so we need to get you into treatment. And by then, it was too late. Oh. And he was he started declining very fast. Mm. And we even took him, we drove him to UCLA to see a different doctor. And this doctor looked at his files and threw them down and looked at us. And he was like, what the fuck happened? Why weren't you treated? I mean, basically confirming what we were, you know. So, and his, and his doctor even said to him, I'm so sorry. So sorry we didn't treat you. And he's like, so sorry. I mean, he's, there's nothing they could do now. It had spread. It spread out of the liver into his body, and and it was too late. Oh my god, that's so sad. So if they would have taken care of it, right? You know, and I hate doing the ifs, but that's a true one. Yeah. Ugh. So if they had, and I, 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 because I also do a lot of what ifs. Um, if they had, then it would have been treatable. Yeah, they told him from the beginning. This is. It's very treatable. It like the it's contained on your liver. It's a small spot. Their argument was that not treating it because they thought it had to have been coming from somewhere else. They didn't believe he had primary liver cancer mm. because it is very rare. And, but he didn't have, you know, they test you for all these other things, hepatitis, all these other things that would give you liver cancer, right. which he didn't have. And they just kept insisting it's got to be somewhere else in your body. And but why not just treat I, that spot? That's well, what I don't understand. Yeah. And I don't, you know, and there's part of, of course, my stepmom and I are always like, did we not, should we have? been telling him to push but you listen to the doctor uh not ever again (laughs) by the way like never again i will always probably insist on uh, you know that had we seen this other doctor earlier or something um and i don't know why everyone was so do you feel like it's malpractice uh yeah definitely i think my you know my stepmom's looked into talking Mm. about that she not it's not about money at that point it's it's about not letting it happen to someone else right. because it seems so especially yeah. when we saw another doctor who looked at the case and just thought and this guy was like very high up at UCLA mm-hmm. in the liver department and he was just shocked yeah. i mean he pulled my stepmom and i aside cuz he didn't want to even say more in front of my dad cuz it was it was i mean my dad was dead a week after that meeting Aww. and and he was just he was just flabbergasted. He said, I don't understand any of this. And we were like, well, we were told <laughs> that they were going to do something after they figured out what was going on. Right. And he's like, this what is what was going on. <sighs> so it was really. Oh, that's so uh, awful. Yeah. That's I'm so, so sorry. I mean, the only thing that I can say that and not good in any way, but like I try to look at upsides of mm-hmm. my dad would not have wanted to be sick for a long time. Yeah. So the fact that he wasn't and that it just came on fast and mm-hmm. too late, I guess, in some ways was a blessing because he would he was having a really hard time with being incapacitated. Yeah. 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 Was his yeah. totally mind was right, like everything, you know, mm-hmm. I'm making jokes at, 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 you know, up until the end. So, right. Um, so it he was very aware of what was going on. And I think he would have had a really hard time if yeah. he was aware of what was going on and in that state for an extended period yeah. of time. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, that's so sad. I think in my, my experience of various types of loss, I think that that sense of like injustice, like this something, someone fucked up for me makes it harder. Yeah. It complicates it. Like at least. So with my dad, um, he was like, for a long time, I feel like he had like he something would concern him and he would go to the his cardiologist or the hospital or whatever and his cardiologist would assure him that it's okay um and then he had this heart attack 11 months ago and which was like weird to my mom well i got this like text saying you know taking dad to the emergency room um he may have had a small heart attack like not a big deal though and he himself had decided at like five in the morning, I should probably go in because um, so he was feeling something in his chest or whatever. But they, he and my mom were like, it's certainly not a big deal because like, you know, he got like a clean bill of health from his cardiologist just very recently before that. Yeah. Ends up his, his heart is occluded, like 90% occluded in like three different spots. So his heart that is, he had been told was doing a okay was like absolutely not in good shape and this made you know there had been a, a few moments before that where my mom was worried because he just seemed like very out of it um and i think he wasn't getting enough oxygen like there, we had all these other theories for what could be causing this i think he had not been getting enough oxygen for a while um so he ended up being in the hospital for two weeks they if he was younger uh, they could have done more, but like they could have done bypass or like open heart surgery, but because his age and his condition, like they can't do that. They did one like a high risk stent and that went well. Um, but then he just, he, you know, after coming home, like he never, he was just never the same after. Like he just was weak and um, old. And so then like the two days before he died, he was very sleepy He'd been sleeping a lot, like not really eating. Um, but the, that wasn't that unusual. But my mom, the you know day of, my mom was texting me. And like the subtext of the text was kind of like, should, you know, should I be taking him in? But he was reassured. So my dad was a doc, retired, but a doctor himself. Right. And he was saying to my mom, like, I don't need to go in. I know. I'm sorry you're worried, but I promise you I don't need to go in. And my mom was like, said, even said something like, if you, if going in was like the difference between you staying alive and, or you dying, are you saying you'd rather stay home? And he was like, that's not what I'm saying. That's not happening right now. So that is a data point that my dad was making it very clear. Okay. He didn't want to go in. Um, he had grown to like really hate the, being in the hospital. Yeah. Um, but I said to my, I even said to my mom, like, I think that if something happens and you didn't take him in, you might regret it. I was going back and forth between like, how involved should I be getting in this? I'm not there. I can't see it. You know, yeah, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Um, but she called his cardiologist and his cardiologist reassured her, you know, he, he's fine. Like you don't, you don't need to, you know, there may come a time where you need to take him into the emergency room, but you're not there yet. Okay. And I said to her, 
push him to find out how you know when you need to take him in. Like, what what are you looking for? Yeah. And she's like, I'll, you know, unless things take a turn, I'll call in the morning and find out. And then he was gone that evening. So. And what did the cardiologist say after that? Did you? He, when he got the death certificate, he called my mom and she said that he sounded, he seemed very surprised. Right. So I don't know. I, there are like, now the silver linings in this situation are, he hated the hospital. Like he got to die at home, at home in his sleep. Um, I do think that there was like some kind of event or something because he the position he was in in bed was not like he was kind of like face down. So that's not how he normally slept. <laughs> he slept. He slept on his stomach, but like you know, it. it I we don't know. Probably he, like I think he might have like tried to get up and then something happened and he fell back down or something. I don't know. But still while he was napping, I don't think there was an awareness. Um, And versus had he gone to the hospital, it would, you know, my mom, it would have been like against what he wanted. My mom would have like had taught, you know, talked him into it. He would have been connected to tubes. He would have been uncomfortable. He would have been scared. And I don't know if they could have done anything. Yeah. But it's hard to turn off all the what ifs and the anger that like hasn't gone away. And if anything has almost like gotten stronger at the at the cardiologist of like you let him die. Yeah, that's how I definitely feel about my dad's oncologist. And um, I mean, almost admittedly, really, in some ways by saying, sorry, right, we should have treated this. And um, he was in the hospital, which sucked. I, I he really wanted, to, and he was in. He was like, I just want to go home. Mm. And they, they said, if we put you in an ambulance right now, it could be really bad. It was like, like it, if they disconnect him. From yeah, they basically said we're going to disconnect you from everything, and then if you're okay tomorrow and stable, we can take you and we can talk about sending you home for hospice. But for the moment they want to put him in hospice in the mm-hmm. hospital and and he was gone late that night so he wouldn't have made it but my, my dad was like when they said uh if we put you in the ambulance right now it could be really bad right because if we disconnect you know yeah. you could you could die on the way mm-hmm. to your house and he said bad for who i'll be dead <laughs> he's like i just he just wanted to get out of oh, there so bad that is breaking so, my heart yeah and i wish we could have but you can't i mean you also can't put anyone in the position of of making them, you know, <laughs> let you they they I don't think legally they could even right let him leave ICU at that moment. Mm. Um as much as he wanted to go home. Were you there for the last breath? I was there. We were um we were all there with him until he was completely out from morphine mm. and um I think we all left pretty late pretty late that night. Uh, my only regret is that I maybe I should have just stayed the night. Mm. Because sometimes I think, because I was convinced he would be still there the the next day, yeah. um, and I think we all were, but maybe maybe not my his friends, like two of his best friends, but my stepmom and I, and um, and I think John, my husband, knew that he wouldn't be, but we did go home or go back to our hotel that night, and in some ways, I wish I would have stayed because mm. that's that moment of like you said with your dad with an event, you're like, was he alone? When right. did he wake up? Did he? You know, no. I mean, he was so out of it at that point yeah. on morphine that we we all kind of we had been there for, you know, basically twenty two hours and just decided. It seems like sometimes 
they go when they're alone. Like they are almost like they're waiting. I don't know. Like my mom really. So she, I mean, she took care of him like round the clock, like refused. I mean, all of us were like, hire someone, like get someone to help you. Like you're, you're look at you, mom, like you're losing your mind. You know I mean? It's not really, but like you're, yeah. you're uh, burning the candle at both ends. And like, she wouldn't, wouldn't bring someone in. So she was really his caretaker this whole time. And the last day he was mostly in bed. She was checking on him, you know, very frequently. And then talked to the cardiologist. He reassured her. So she like went and was at her computer for a little while. And that's, and then she went and checked on him and he was gone. And, and I feel like it's all very, like, that's very understandable, you know, but she's so really wishes that's like her big regret is that she wasn't in the room with him. Yeah. I think my stepmom feels that way too, but I do think there's something to sometimes people wanting privacy for you not to be there yes. for it. Almost yeah. like we've done everything we've hugged, we've talked, we, right. You know, I'll go when you're gone. Kind yeah. Of thing, Cause which- there's so many stories of that. Like my friend, Allie Ward, um, her dad, it was like her mom stepped out of the room to take a seven minute phone call. And that, like they knew he was dying, he had cancer. Um, but it was like the second she was out of the room, he's like, he, bye. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do think there's something to that, and I try to tell my stepmom that too when yeah. we when when she brings that up, or even when I bring it up, and and John will say the same thing to me if I do that thing right. where I. But you know, for the most part, other than all of the awfulness around it, the good part was being there together mm-hmm. and my dad was like writing notes to people because he had a ventilator on at that point so he was writing notes to my husband he wrote him a note Aww, and john told so him sweet. he'd take care of everyone so we had good moments Aww, you know yeah really sweet are there um sad cast <laughs> are there things <laughs> that you have found have helped you in your grief um other than xanax <laughs> um i think just for me, really a good thing is we had a really good relationship and, and, and we had an opportunity not to Mm -hmm. because my parents were divorced when I was pretty young and my dad was married four times. So he, uh, you know, was, it wasn't until he met my stepmom that he really found his, I believe true soulmate Mm -hmm. and she's amazing. So coming from getting divorced when I was when I was young and my dad kind of married pretty quickly after that. Mm-hmm. So I think there was a little crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was definitely a, a point when I was younger that I wasn't super into him. Super thrilled, yeah, <laughs> yeah, with him. But I would always come out here every summer and visit him and um and then eventually when I was old enough, I was like, oh my God, my parents should never have been I mean I'm glad they were together because mm-hmm. I guess I'm here and my sister and whatever, <laughs> but, right. but th- they're so opposite. And my mom found my stepdad's amazing. So I ended up with really two great sets of parents mm-hmm. and then they all got along. So oh, that's great. my mom, she was definitely very hurt when she was young and when, when they got a divorce, but she, I mean, she was heartbroken when he died because they got along fine and they were all at my wedding and everyone. So I think I'm just really grateful for that. I'm really grateful for everyone being 
good with each other, yeah. including. And my dad and I had a really good relationship. I would go down there and hung out with his friends, and he was proud of me, and I was proud of him. And so, oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So, um, like him and my stepdad both walked me down the aisle. Oh, yeah. So really I think I, I think that helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. To to you know, so if anyone has those, I mean, some issues you obviously god awful things. I understand people can't get past, right. but if it's divorce and bitterness over it sometimes if you just look at it and you go that that's how it should have been you know this is this is it's right they're both happy and you can find peace in that and have a good relationship Mm -hmm. with someone that that yeah would be happy yeah i made an effort in and but but this whole last the whole last 11 months was like this feeling of like is he about to die is he about to die you know so i knowing that there was not probably not that much time left i don't know um tried to make more of an effort to go down there and spend time with him and every time i left i was like is this the last time i just saw him you know and i'd had um a really good conversation with him two weeks before he died and and that brought me some peace this feeling of like we i was in a good place in my relationship with him and we got to have this conversation that was you know better than than some of the ones before not that we would had bad conversations we i just felt like we hadn't really had a chance to really connect and it was like a good conversation and um but then i did so right when he died i was like wow any anger or resentment or anything i had towards him it's just gone just poof like a, like magically some of it has come back a bit have you had that, I guess, or maybe you were like truly past everything with your dad? I mean, I think I was truly past everything. Yeah, I think I was. Even mm. when like my stepmom and I had to go through all this stuff, we were putting together. We didn't do a service until just last month mm. um, because he they lived in Palm Desert. They were year-round there, but some people, it's their second home. Right. So most of their friends were gone. So we waited. we waited forever to come back. And then we had to go through all this stuff. And it was like, I mean, I found one album of my first stepmom and my stepmom and I were like, <laughs> she's like, who's that? And I was like, oh, it's fucking Lori. <laughs> and then, we, and we were like laughing and I'm like, why do we still, why does he still have this? That we, you yeah. know, but there's like a, f- a bunch of photos of me and my sister Aww. and whatnot in there. And, and then I found this whole scrapbook of all my college plays that he had capped that Aww, I, he never saw so any sweet. of them, but oh, he would, but I would send the, yeah. the programs to him and he capped them all. So I was like, Oh, and yeah, most of the stuff I found, like all his divorce records, <laughs> and we just laughed about it because my stuff was like, "What is this? this envelope? Is so thick." She goes, "Oh, it's all his divorces." <laughs> we were just like, "So I think I was. It, I think so. Yeah, I, I, I'm like sure it. something. Will, I mean, who knows what'll come up? There's for other people in my family. There's a couple other members of my family and him that didn't mm-hmm. necessarily have a good relationship, and I." I, I that sucks for them and for him, and so I wish he would have right. cultivated some relationships better. But it also wasn't just on him. How's their grief? Um, do you if you know? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know my. I don't want to speak for my sister. Um, so I'll be vague. <laughs> I think, uh, the siblings who made an effort to try to spend time with him before he died are a little more at peace now than the ones who were, who didn't do that. It was, it's more of a like, Oh shoot. Now, like 
I, first of all, like I wasted time being mad and not trying to appreciate him. And then like, I'm really never going to get my chance to have, to have closure yeah. with this, you know, it just sucks. And yeah. it's crazy that every single person goes through this at some point. Like, I know, I know. And it, it's, it definitely was sudden from, from my dad. I mean, I, he was in a band and this past April I had gone to see him play. It was right before his birthday. And he and his band, they, I mean, he sang for four hours oh. and what he kind was, of band? Um, they played like mostly cro- classic rock. Uh-huh. Yeah, it oh, was called so On cool. the Rocks. Yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> um, and they did a lot of like pl- Palm Desert Country Club mm. gigs. And but he played for four hours, and this was the end of April. And so yeah. for me to wrap my brain around him being gone in June, June and com- and he couldn't. I mean, it was such a fast decline. It was crazy. So, but since he had had he'd had a few health issues not related to mm-hmm. that over the past couple of years. Um like the stroke and then any had right. some vertigo issues and stuff. So I was con- kind of already consciously, I think even though I would see him, I was making mm-hmm. more trips than yeah. usual. So yeah, there's, there's gratefulness and all that stuff. And I think it is hard for people that didn't make the same mm-hmm. effort um, or are in denial about that, which is yeah. one of my family members is yeah. probably. Yeah. Um, And then also for me, therapy, but people know that I, I'm all about therapy. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. Just kidding. No. I'm not obsessed, but I mean, it's like, I guess I, I just depend on it. I guess how I put it. I think I should probably, I haven't been in a long time, but oh. I'm very pro therapy. Mm-hmm. I just haven't gone in a long time. I did have a therapist that fell asleep on me once and that didn't make me feel no. great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She I, said I talked too much about my ex-boyfriend at the time. Wait, are you, this is like a terrible yeah. therapist. Yeah. She fell asleep. And, this was, I was in my early 30s, very early. Yeah, like probably 30, 31. And I was dating this guy and he was the worst. But I was trying to break up with him. I don't know. It was in one of those things where it was like a back and forth. Should yeah, I, should I not, whatever. And yeah, one day she just fell asleep. And then... um <laughs> Like, I, how did you, like sitting up, just staring oh, just at you with eyes up, closed? Yeah, sitting up, her head just <laughs> oh nodded. Oh my God. And I said, did you just fall asleep? And she said, I'm not lying. She said... Sorry, I just feel like you talk about him too much. Oh my god! And that I, is so. <laughs> I was like, I think that's what I'm here for. Thank. I'm glad you said that. I mean, what did she say? If I'm whatever. It, I'm talking through something yeah. here, and uh, sorry if it's fucking boring <laughs> for you, but you're a therapist, and <laughs> so that didn't make me feel great no. about therapy. Yeah. But I did keep keep going to her. Really? Yeah, I have a hard time quitting things. Yeah, that I should. what's yeah. that about? Um, I don't know. But did your feelings about her change that day? Or did you start talking about him less? It almost became funny for me to go and to see if she'd stay awake. It almost became, (laughs) for me, just a thing to see. Um, But that is the last therapist I went to. Mm -hmm. However, I should... I'm definitely... Even if you're not going through something, I think it's obviously great. But I do... think mm-hmm. i could probably benefit from some of this like what ifs in my head if yeah. i went to someone that just was could sort of talk you out of that because mm-hmm. john's pretty good at it but but i you know he doesn't have the professional skills. right i i think so um i have had therapists look at me in like an especially heavily heavily lidded way <laughs> and then i've been like are they about to fall asleep and once i begin to have that fear i cannot like i feel like i'm like on fire or something like 
I get very like distracted from what I'm trying to say because I'm trying to pretend that I'm not worried about this, but all, it's all I'm thinking about. And then I'm like, is it because of like the low light in here? Like what's <laughs> happening? Is it after lunch? Like, yeah, did I get the post lunch therapist? Right. I mean, yeah. they do have maybe they should all have standing desks or something yes. now instead of sitting because, um, especially if they're prone to nodding yes. off. Yes. I mean, I get it. It could be boring to listen to people's problems, but no, I, do I mean, feel yes, like if you're getting but, paid for it. You should stay awake, but not. I feel like you and I have especially compelling problems. Thank you. So. Maybe fall asleep on some other clients. Yeah. But not us. There's got to be more boring we're, clients we're, than pro- me. For sure. <laughs> we're professionals. Exactly. We entertain people even in our problems. Um, thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah. It was good to talk about, actually. Yeah. 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 Good. Um, I say let's move on to something lighter, which is product picks. Uh, and sorry, I got to put on my glasses here. I love a reader, by the way. I've just now, I just now got my readers finally after months of saying, why can't I see the menu? It's, is it dark yeah. in here? And finally, my husband was like, I think maybe you need to get your eyes checked. Mm-hmm. And boy, did, did I. Yeah. yeah. Now, it's are nice. you nice? I can read now. Did you ever need glasses before? No. That's how I am. It's a new development. Yeah. I accept it now, but at the beginning. But I, I feel like it's like really gotten worse lately, though, because before it's like it's easier with glasses, but I don't absolutely need them. But now I'm just like, I think I abs- I cannot like I can't I can't read anything up close if I don't have them on. I'm I have that's that's where I've gotten to where I just thought I only needed them sometimes, maybe on small font. And mm-hmm. now I'm realizing I need them most of the time only when yeah. reading. I see fine otherwise, but it's just reading. Right. So. Um, Is mine just reading? I mean... No, it's like stuff. I don't know. I could, I, I'm sure I could figure out how the distance of like how much I need them, but it's weird. I, cause I, Sounds like, I dangerous never... to ride with you. Well, no, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure out the distance. Yeah. Yeah. How close I am to that car. Sure. Um, it's just, it is weird to depend on a device though. It is. I mean, I guess I could get like, they look good on you. Thank so that's you. really all that matters. Thank you very much. I guess there's contacts for reading. Like you can get one or something or progressive contacts. Or, I yeah, don't know. Sounds easier just to put on glasses. I think so. Um, okay. So segment where we talk about products that you happen to love. I believe we have a little drop. Podcast pals, product picks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's what are, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Robin Shore, for that. Um, yeah. So what are some things that you like? Well, my readers, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I'd say that the one thing that I put on all day is f- like a lip balm. Mm-hmm. I'm almost probably addicted to it. I do a sh- sugar. Oh, yeah. I never used sugar. sugar. Mm-hmm. And then I've also discovered one called Lawless. Oh, I don't know Lawless. And it kind of plumps up your lips, it Ooh. says. I don't really think it does, mm-hmm. but I pretend it does. Um, I like that. And now, and my other new thing, and now I'm really going to sound like a grandma, is hand lotion. Hand I've been, lotion I've been, all day. Yeah, I've been hand lotioning all day for years. Have you have you found the one with retinol <laughs> in it? Because there's one with retinol that's supposed to kind of keep. I'm just very paranoid. It's a gold about, bond. It's it's not. I don't. No, there's like a gold bond, crepe crepey skin and age defense or something like that. I and, I and I haven't brought them yet, but I keep hearing good things. But no, one, I don't use a retinol hand cream. It's a, a re, It's rock maybe or oh, yeah. ROC. Yeah, mm-hmm. but 
big fan, very paranoid about having old lady hands mm. for some reason and live off of using anti-aging hand cream. Whether or not it works, I don't know and I don't care. I just know I'm going to try. Okay. All right. So the sugar lip gloss, is it like a stick? Yes. That one? What? Which uh, is it? Because they have like ones that have slight colors in them. Yeah, they have clear. some tinted. I, there's clear. Uh, I think the one I like, it's kind of like a light berry. So it's basically mm. the same color as your lips, but just a tiny bit of a tint to it. Okay. I enjoy that. I'm not a big makeup person. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy something minimal that gives me a little right. pop. And then the I'm not good at makeup. As lawless. But you look lovely and you have some makeup on now. I do. I have a little. Well, because I wasn't sure if you were doing video. Right. And I, uh, <laughs> as we were discussed when we started... I use a little bit of a, um, I mean, I always put on mascara, but I'm not good at all the other things, right. but I use a little, that's the other thing, I guess I use thrive. Oh yeah. Like a, um, just a pencil mm-hmm. and you just put it on your lids. Big fan. What color is that? Do you know? Aurora. I Aurora. Do know. It's Aurora. I like it. Aurora. Yeah. Okay. What kind of mascara? Um, milk. Oh, I don't know milk. Okay. I go through mascara like cr- trying them all mm-hmm. because I feel like I find one and then two days later, I feel like it's all over my face. Yeah. Kind of, I think mine runs for mm-hmm. some reason. So milk is my new Kush. It's called, I think, no, milk Kush, Kush okay. mascara. And I have found this is my new favorite. I'll have to check it out. I'm a big fan of Thrive. Well, Thrive actually. They're... Um, Lash Extend yeah. Tubing Mascara. Have you tried that one? I have. I don't... It doesn't work for me as well but my actually because we've had ads for them on our podcast Mm -hmm. actually so and my podcast partner loves it yeah but for some reason it looks um a little makes mine look a little thinner than i want Mm. but long right but on her it looks great so Mm -hmm. i don't know i think it just might not but i love everything else i have by them um and the lawless lip gloss is that in a pot or is it also a stick no it's a stick too i like a stick i don't want to i don't like to put my finger in anything and then put on my lips now what about like so anti-aging for hands. Mm-hmm. What about the face? A lot of, uh, f- uh, well, my favorite one would be, it's from, oh, shoot, oh, PCA Skincare I think I've is heard the of brand. And it's a hyaluronic mm. boosting serum. And it's probably like $112, mm-hmm. but it lasts a, a couple months. It lasts right. a while. You don't have to use a lot of it. And I feel like I've had the most... um whatever results response, yeah. yeah yeah response yeah from using that i definitely feel like it's good for my skin mm. um i feel like we should also talk about clutch women yeah what's been going on with I would that love lately to. yeah clutch <laughs> women is for uh it's a stadium compliant bags um and it's been good it's been really good you know i battle for most the most part is i battle that people think you have to carry a clear bag mm-hmm. it doesn't help that the policy is called all clear right. but they allow for a small clutch that's not clear and um i usually have to send the policy to people who are like no it says all clear and i'm like but Mm -hmm. look read it says right so almost that's the nfl policy almost every stadium follows that same policy there's a few outliers Mm -hmm. not in the nfl but like i think a couple basketball stadiums and whatnot have a different size rule but for the most part this is pretty universal especially for so i had a really honestly as much as they talk about uh taylor and beyonce having uh, stadium tours and helping the economy. It was big for, oh, for my bet. clutches too because yeah. people wanted, you know, those were at stadiums and people want to like, wear a cute purse mm-hmm. with their, that instead of carrying in a big ugly Ziploc. So that's clutchwomen.com. And uh, 
there's di- you have different colors, like yeah. different teams are supported, or you just have like sleek black ones. And yeah, I, I yeah, it started with um, and I think when I first talked to you about it, I had started with team colors, and I do have a few that I try to do teams that would it could go for like a few different ones, like mm-hmm. a light blue and red. That could be okay. That could go for the Giants. It could go for the Bills. It could go for the Cubs. Like different t- things that would be multi you know purpose. Right. Um, I have found those sell really well, but I've also found that people really like either a solid black or a solid blue because they mm-hmm. want it for, and I have a solid red now. And so people like those for concerts and it's like, it doesn't necessarily have to go with their Jersey game day, but they can use <laughs> right. it for a lot of things. Cause they're not, I mean, they're made, they're made here in Burbank. Mm-hmm. They're made in the USA. So they're obviously like a little more expensive to make than, um, if I made them overseas. Right. So it's nice to be able to have like nice material that people can use and so i think the solid colors have been more popular mm-hmm. in that sense because they can use them for nights out and whatnot right. too. yeah do you think about making do you make d- does clutch women make anything besides these clutches and do, if not do you think about doing other stuff no i haven't yet i i just the clutches and then we we did expand to wristlets and um these uh they're called elevated fanny packs like just because they're thin um because there are a couple like I said, like hockey and basketball, just a few stadiums, they say that it can't be more than like an inch wide, which is insane. Wow. So that would have to be a wristlet instead of a purse. So there's a couple like that. So we we did expand to a couple different options. Mm-hmm. But no, I haven't really thought about making yeah. anything other than those. When I went to the forum to see a wrestling, to see AEW, uh, I was not aware of this policy. So... Which I don't know. It, I'm sure it was on the. I'm sure I should have been aware of it. I just wasn't. So I walked up, and they're like, "There's no way you're coming with that purse." I'm like, "Oh." So I I walked it back to my car, and I took. I think I had my period at the time. Like I took everything I could possibly need and just stuffed it into my jacket pockets. Yeah, and did not have a purse, but. I definitely should have had a clutch woman that night. You should have because the clutch if forum is exactly yeah. has the policy. Yeah, I'll, right. I'll, I'll I have to bring you. one. I should have brought you one this time. Oh, we have yeah. a really cute new one, a denim one. I would love one. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. I'll, yeah. I'll send you one. After um, this. How did you find the person who makes them in Burbank? So a good friend of mine is in. Um, she works in fashion, and so she knew a, it's a woman that's a bag designer, and she's a really great um, line. So Amandania and. So I met with her and she she does everything at her own factory. So she said, well, yeah, I'll help you design them and, and we'll make them here. It's a very small, it's great because it's small business and um, they're awesome. And then she helped me design. I just told her what I needed and what the size was. And then she designed on, on all the clutches. There's a little like a sleeve on the back mm-hmm. so you can pull the strap through and wear it around your waist if you want instead of as a purse. So mm-hmm. it's like hands-free and all that stuff. And we got a design patent on it, which is really hard to get. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a lengthy process? It is. Yeah. And it was hard. But I think the reason mine was able to finally get it was the very specific size for a very specific role. Mm -hmm. And then the sleeve on the back made it a little more unique, too, because sometimes it's like, Mm -hmm. well, it's just a purse. Right. But since it was very specific, um, we got one on it. So what does that mean? Someone can't because obviously people can make purses for. Yeah, uh, they can make you know, them that size. This, or, right. So what can they not do? The sleeve on the back? I think they I mean, even they probably still can in some way, mm-hmm. but I think it has to be very different. If it was yeah, if it was pretty obviously ripped off, I guess, then I could I could 
do something about it. I don't know exactly what, to be honest, but it's nice Some, to say I have yeah, it. If I was on power. Shark Tank, they'd, right. think, they'd think it was cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, you should go on. Have you, have you tried or considered it? No, I think that I would just crumble under the pressure of Shark Tank. <laughs> I feel like they would ask me questions and I'd be like, I don't know. And then I'd just leave. They would definitely tell me not to make them here. They would definitely say that yeah. they cost too much per unit as to make because mm-hmm. they make them here. They would probably be like, make them in China and then it's going to be cheaper. But then. Right. But can't you push back on that? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I'm but planning I for your appearance on I Shark know. Tank. Yeah, no, I love it. I, I don't uh, watch it enough to know, but I just feel like this is Shark Tank ready. It feels like, it, especially because like Mark Cuban, yeah. I mean, take him into his stadiums. <laughs> right. Uh, but someone make this happen. I know. I feel, I think I would be too intimidated. I don't, I don't know that I have the business mind for that part of it, but I, John does. Yeah, you My guys both does, go on. So we could just go on yeah. together and he could yell back. Do at this. Yeah. Tony, don't you think, do you watch Shark Tank? I do. Yeah. Okay, is this should, should <laughs> he stop right there? Head. He doesn't really sound like he wants me to go on. No, I, I support this, but I I I, uh, I feel like I would be nervous now. I just yeah. for you, yeah, because I feel like uh, I'd start sweating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did have a lot do of you, questions that I wouldn't have answers to. Do you know Jenny Hutt? She was a serious host, and now she has uh, just Jenny podcast. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so she and her sister make. Speaking of readers, they make these glasses called bunny eyes, and I actually have a pair. I don't have them in here, but um, they have all different styles, and the like the front of it can bend down so that if you're wearing a readers, you can like bend it down to you know see the TV, but then also like see your phone, and then oh, the nice. arms kind of like are articulating as well in case. So if you're laying. In bed, you're not like, you know, it's not pushing into your head. They're, they're really cool. I, I wear them at night. Um, but she and her sister went on Shark Tank. And I don't know if it's, I don't think it's aired yet. I don't know. Maybe oh, really? it actually, maybe it has. I shouldn't have said that. I don't know. But I know that I was watching her Instagram stories about having gone on Shark Tank and stuff. So how did it go? Do you know? I think it went well, but I'm not 100% sure. I, I think they to. might have gotten, Tony, can you look I'm up Bunny Eyes Shark Tank? It's bunny eyes, E-Y-E-Z, and then Shark Tank. Okay. Wasn't the ring a Shark Tank thing that they passed on, the ring doorbell? Really? I believe so. Yeah, I think that was one of the big things that they passed on. Oh, that was dumb. Yeah, and then it went and took off. Right. Obviously. Wow. Did bunny eyes make it on Shark Tank? don't see it. So maybe it hasn't aired yet. Yeah, I'm not. I do start getting, I get nervous for people though when I watch it because they started, you know, they have so many questions. I know. And you're, I mean, I know you would be prepared and you would know your financial, all of that stuff, but I feel like they just throw questions at you that I'd be like, I don't know. I know. It looks like it just aired a couple weeks ago. Oh. November 17th, it looks like. Does it say if they um, got money or? Mm -hmm. Hang on, slow internet. Uh, Oh yeah, I know. We're going to try to fix that. Keep talking. Keep okay. <laughs> All right. Well, but so if if they want in, what happens? They like give you money and they buy a little bit of your business? I think, yeah. And I think it varies. They'll either say, I want in for this percentage mm-hmm. and then uh, this percentage of your business or I'll give you this amount. Yeah. I think it just varies. You are supposed to come in with what you want from them. Oh. And then they'll either, and then they usually negotiate their own thing. And then I think you obviously set your expectations to whatever and then probably know exactly what the minimum you would want right. to leave with is or how much of your business you're willing to give to them, mm-hmm. how much you think they could help you. Right. 
So it just seems very stressful. It does. It seems like being on, on like one of those judge shows where they're asking you questions and getting mad at you. <laughs> I know. And I don't like that. Yeah. I'm too sensitive. Yeah. I think I'd be the same. Um, well, the next things we're moving on to, we need Tony for. So you better decide what you want me for. Yeah. I'm finding very long articles about it, but I can't seem to find quickly you know anything what? saying if they got it or not. How about if we let them know on the Thursday show? Ooh. Oh, what a cliffhanger. I know. We'll <laughs> let you know. Or, we'll find out about that. Or you can Google yourself. Yeah. Or they could just watch it. Yeah. Um, well, but, it, <laughs> but how can they go see that episode? If it, you can, uh, uh, oh, like on if demand? You have like Hulu or something. Or yeah, on demand. Okay. Yeah. yeah yes, you, you can, can do watch that any too. On demand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the old, but but what if it doesn't come in through your antenna? <laughs> we are going to finally cut the cord. Are you, have you cut the cord? Have you cut the cord? And by that I mean like no longer have cable TV and just do I, all streaming. I haven't had it in ten years, probably okay. at least. Oh yeah. wow, we just recently did and went to Hulu Live. Really? Yeah. So I guess I have, it's cable. Yeah, that's what I have. Adjacent. Yeah, we had Directv forever, and then finally it, it was it was so exp- I, it, it so just expensive. seemed so dumb that we were yeah. paying for that along with every other streaming service. Right. Same. And Hulu Live, we've been really happy with. I think. Okay. Yeah, there was a. I, I know there was. Well, it's so dumb because we we're both big baseball fans, mm. and so there was that we can't watch certain baseball games. Because the MLB, it's ridiculous. They black out, even if you have the baseball package, they black out local games. And I'm like, but that's what I want to watch is the games in California. Right. So it's all kind of, that was the only part that we were having a hard time with, but it would have happened on DirecTV too. So it mm-hmm. didn't matter. So yeah, but we have everything. I mean, YouTube, it's like. Yeah, we have all the things and also Spectrum. And it's just like, what are we doing? We wa- We watch this once every two months yeah if even that like we never watch it what do you have it for do you think what is like what is what i are think you the idea for uh the idea that we might want to watch news or something but but that's on like pluto tv if there's like a free way to get that but then that's probably also on hulu live, hulu live right? yeah has all i don't even know everything, i really. think yeah i think when we first signed up we had like a great promo so it was like oh my god you know what it is i think initially daniel called to cancel and then it was like we can get everything we want for seventy a month or something, and so then. But it's like it's yeah, inched up to over two hundred. You call yeah. to cancel, they'll always be like, "Oh, let's see what we can do." Right, it's, it's it, impossible. You're yeah. on the longest phone call, and you're yeah. like, "I just want to, I just want to cancel." You find yourself, you know, you don't want to yes. yell at a complete stranger, but you find yourself losing patience. You're like, I just want to cancel. Yeah, please just let me go. Release, just let me go. release, release me. me. Yeah. Um. So I think it's time to do questions from our fans i am on patreon patreon.com slash allison rosen patreon all sorts of fun stuff there check it out do an annual subscription get two months free okay when we ask they send them in they're wondering how you have been so thanks so much for answering these questions from our fans all right becky milner has written in with Three questions. Any more fun stories from your trip to the beach with Jen Kirkman? Oh, God. It's been a minute since Jen and I have been to the beach, but she's in New York now. Yes. I know. And I miss her. But we haven't gone on a good beach trip in a minute. Um, I'm hoping to do a little vacation with her actually next year. Oh, how nice. So if so, 
Hopefully I'll have a lot of good stories again. Okay. <laughs> um, what was your beach trip store? Or when do you, had you gone to the beach? There are a couple different times, but we would, sometimes we would do a trip, just a staycation type mm-hmm. situation in Santa Monica. But then a couple times we went to, we went to Hawaii together. I know she wrote about that in her book, right? Yeah. And that was the trip when we, um, we were at a adults only pool and kids kept <sighs> coming in the pool and we kept calling security <laughs> like to psycho, like psycho Karens basically. Wow. But it was real fun. <laughs> we enjoyed it. Um, what is your current shampoo conditioner? Oh, Hask. Um, I don't know Hask. Yeah, it's really good for curly hair. I get a lot of questions about curly hair. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend it's Hask Curl Care. I use both the shampoo and the conditioner. Okay. Yeah, and it's not expensive either. I love it. These are more product questions. Um, it's real gal chat. And current facial cleanser slash more. I think we know your moisturizer. Yeah. Uh, facial cleanser is from Kate Somerville. It's just, it's called exfoliate cleanser, gentle uh, cleanser, something like that. And I like it a lot. I have, I received exfoliate uh, in like a Fab Fit Fun Box or something. Oh, yeah. That's the one that you use like a couple, t- once or twice a week. The yeah. Do you, I, I don't use it though. Do you? I do. You do? Yeah. Okay. I really like, I've been going to that, I actually get facials there. So I've been going there oh, really? for a long time. So I use a lot of her products. Yeah. Huh. Um, all right. Let's do Just Mirror Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Do you have a just me or everyone? I do. For one is that I check when my husband's not home, I go around the house before I go to bed and look in all the closets. Mm. Um, even though I've been home and I know nobody's come in mm. or out yeah. a door or a window, but I go around and I look at my age <laughs> for boogeymen, apparently mm-hmm. <laughs> in my closet. Um, and the other thing I do is when I leave the house, even if I haven't cooked that day or for two days, oh. I go and check the burners on the stove like three times, I have to check them three mm. times before I leave, which seems very OCD, I guess, a little version. A little bit. Yeah. I um, I don't think that's just you. I have to check to make sure I turned my flat iron off. Like I'll be in, I'll be like almost inside my car and then like, I, I got to double check that. Yeah. Um, I, as we're falling asleep, I'll say to Daniel, did you lock the door? Did you lock the door again? Um, I do that too. I mean, or I'll ask him again, did you lock the door? I don't have to look in closets, but I. You're not five. Yeah. No. It's fine. (laughs) But, like, I need the closet doors to be. I bet I prefer the closet doors to be closed. Like, there are different things in my room that I'll have to, like. Like, if there were, like, a mirror, like, a little, you know, portable mirror or something just sitting across the room, I don't think I'd go to sleep with there because I'd be afraid that I'm going to wake up and, like, see a reflection and think it's someone. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's awful. And yeah. don't sleep with your closet door opens. That seems... That, okay. That seems You're with me like on that a, one. Then. Yeah, that seems terrifying yeah. for some reason. Okay, no. Closets have to be... Even though I don't believe there's anything in them, we need them to be shut. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Do you... Well, one thing I do feels like a just me, although my husband does do it as well, but I do get made fun of for it, is I unpack... The minute I get home from a trip, regardless what time, regardless how long the trip was, regardless how big my bag was, and also unpack the second I get to a hotel. I like to unpack when I first get to a hotel. Yeah, right um, away. Yeah. I 
Yes, I do that. And I like to get my suitcase completely cleaned out and put in the closet. Unless I'm only there for like overnight or something. Yeah, then you just hang up what you need yeah. to and leave everything else. I like to do that as well. But get out the things that, you know, wrinkle, whatever. But right. when I get home, I mean, it does not matter if my flight was delayed. It doesn't matter if I get home at two o'clock in the morning. I will unpack. That's not me. I wish it were. No, I... First of all, I always and I vow I'm never I'm I always vow I'm not going to do this, but I return home to just a what the fuck happened here kind of house. And what the fuck happened was I was like rushing around packing and left the place a pigsty. So I'm usually coming home to like a not inviting situation. And then I pretty much just put my suitcase on the floor, open it up, get out what I need, unpack a little bit. And then do the rest, hopefully the next day, but sometimes it stretches on. You see the judgment in my eyes? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> but thank God that you and your husband are the same. I know. I was actually thrilled when I saw that he does the same thing because it made me feel – because otherwise, if it was just me doing yeah. that and he was just getting in bed and looking at me like I was an insane person, then I would feel very right. uncomfortable about it. So luckily, it's both of us and – we do, do the you, exact same thing. Now, when you move into a new place, do you unpack right away? Because that I do not do. Like, I wish. It, it takes us years to unpack all the way. I remember, well, when we moved into our house that we're in now, John was still playing in Seattle, and we and we found it, and I we moved in August, and he was back in Seattle for training camp. So I basically moved, um, like, all my stuff there, mm-hmm. and I did unpack it pretty much all on my own that, I mean... Not that that's a big deal, but I did pretty much unpack it right when I got there because mm-hmm. he, I think he got was able to come home the next week for a couple of days or something, and he expected to have boxes yeah. to help me unpack, and I was like, no, I can't look mm-hmm. at boxes. He's like, you did all this, <laughs> I'll do Christmas forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Works out for me. Tony, you travel. Are you an unpacker right away? Uh, no, I well, I kind of don't unpack. You know, guys are much simple, simpler, and uh, we're much I, simple. <laughs> I corrected myself. <laughs> uh, so, I, yeah, I don't need a lot. So, I don't, I don't unpack on trips. Really, mm-hmm. I just get what I need. And then when I'm home, when I come home, I usually give myself like a day because I'm usually just don't want to do anything when I get home. So, I just like, yeah, usually, usually the next day is when I'll unpack. Do you have your like? how you pack on tour down to a science like sort of i mean i i pack very fast like mm-hmm. it, it's i can pack in a couple of minutes because i've done it so many times right um yeah that's a that's a big conversation between me and flo because it takes her a very long time to pack and she definitely overpacks every time uh, <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah. i could talk to her yeah i'm really I'm, good at I'm, are you? just the essentials I'm, yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to to get her there but uh i'm a big no don't check bags person really and it can be hard i will say my greatest accomplishment was that we just went to mexico for 10 days and i didn't have to check a bag but that is easier because it's summer right it's mm-hmm. like you're kind of you not need a coat or something yeah, yeah yeah you don't need and you just need like a couple pair of flip-flops you don't need much right uh, it's definitely harder if you were going on a, a winter trip but even that i will do if i'm going to do stand-up like i'm going to syracuse the end of mm-hmm. this month and I thought, okay, like I, it's only three days. I can do it. It's because I know exactly how many 
shirts I need right. for stage and whatnot. It, you can do it. And then you just wear your bigger shoes on the plane. Like if you need boots, you just wear them on the plane. Mm-hmm. I really have, I refuse. If I don't have to, if I have yeah. to check a bag, it stresses me out. I had gotten to a point with the Adam Carolla show where I could, where I wasn't checking a bag. If we were just, when we were just touring a little bit, but it was always like, we're gone for a night or we're gone for like two nights or something. And I would pretty much wear, I would wear, what I was going to wear on stage onto the plane. Yeah. So that then it was just like my clothes home and makeup and hair stuff, you know? Um, now are you, uh, do you ever feel limited by like you can, the toiletries and things like that? Or do you have like a small version of everything? I have a small version of everything or just squeeze everything into, um, that, that can definitely be the trickiest part, yeah. but, um, I have figured it out or I'll find like the littlest, tiniest things mm-hmm. for face stuff. Cause it's three days. You can just right. squirt a few things totally, into yeah. those little tiny round things. And yeah, so I've, I've just, I don't know. I figured it out. Cause I don't, it adds so much time to your trip, especially when you land it at does. LAX. It's, it adds an hour to your trip. Do waiting. you roll or fo- fold? Um, I both Mo- roll if it's a longer trip mm. and it's, or if it's like sweaters and whatnot. I've right. I found if you roll those, you can definitely fit more. Yeah. I, the last trip we went on, I rolled and it was a whole new world for me. It really is. Mm. Rolling your jeans for some reason, yeah. it really changes things. You can yeah. just, yeah. Right. Tony. Look at you. Roll fold. Fold. Really? Mm-hmm. You just don't care what the scientists say to you. Nope. <laughs> you rebel. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to say it. But. Well, rebel like how a flat earther is a rebel. You know? <laughs> right. Like, the science is conclusive. Um, this has been too much fun. It Thank you so fun. much. Tell them where they can see you, plug uh, everything you'd like to plug, et cetera, please. Yes. Uh, pl- if you're in the Syracuse area, I am there December 29th, which is actually my birthday through the 31st. So it's a good way to end the new year, a fun new year's show. And you'll be out of there in time to still go toast um, at the Syracuse Funny Bone. And then I'm in Spokane right after that. So those are on sarahcolona.com, all my dates, clutchwomen.com for the bags and uh, Sarah Colonna one on Instagram. Wonderful. Uh, Tony? Uh, Instagram at Tony Thaxton <laughs> and uh, Bizarre Albums every Tuesday and Motion City Soundtrack will be on tour starting New Year's Eve in the Midwest and the East Coast. Wonderful. And my book, Tropical Attire and Courage and Other Phrases That Scare Me, which Sarah blurbed. Do you remember that? Yeah, Thank you so much. That was so nice of you. So uh, in honor of the fifth, uh, the five-year anniversary, they have re-released it. Uh, updated cover, five new essays, five new illustrations with the essays. So go get that. Go to my website, alisonrosen.com. That is so cool. Yeah, it's exciting. That's awesome. Um, there will be a signing, but I, I, I got to figure out. It's They're waiting on me to tell them which venue, and I haven't yet, so... Okay. I got to get that. We'll get there. Yeah. I got to, I got to do that. <laughs> um, yes. So check that out. And then also Tony, big breaking news Uh-oh. in the whole, like, do I do all my plugs <laughs> or do I just direct them to my link tree? But okay. Someone, a listener bought Allison's links.com <laughs> so that I can just refer them to Allison's links. Oh my God. It goes straight to my link tree. This and I said, I said to him, thank you so much. I can't wait to add two minutes to my plug. <laughs> explaining explaining <that>. this <laughs> part. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Allison's links.com. <laughs> I assume www. Allison's links.com is where Allison's links. 
No, that's links. It's not with an X. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or a Y. No, it's allisonslinks.com. Go there and you can get to all of my stuff because it goes to my link tree. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you, everyone. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? 